As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for joining us for what would be another impactful edition of Sound of Strength Midweek Online Devotion by Wale Adeniron. We believe that what you're about to listen to will equip and empower you for today and for your future. Do follow along and enjoy.
Hallelujah to Jesus. A very good morning to you wherever you are joining me from. This is Wale Adeniron. You're welcome to Sound of Strength. It's our audio midweek online devotion. And welcome to a time of learning. Welcome to an eye-opening time of sharing of the Word of God. Whenever we come around the Word of God, we learn. We are edified. We are equipped with understanding. God said in His Word, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge so whenever we come to receive a revelation of the word of god we come to undo the ability of the enemy to bring destruction into our lives so as you're here today i believe this is going to really help you in your christian walk this topic we are on is very crucial it's crucial for every believer because we always are faced with the issue of giving as regards towards God. We are always faced with the issue of offerings, tithes, 
vows, first fruits, all those things. We are always faced with them. And when there is confusion, God is not glorified because He is not the author of confusion. You don't do something with boldness when you are confused about that topic, about that issue. So when you want to do something and you want to do it with full assurance of faith, every iota of confusion must be dealt with. And that's why we need to deal with this topic as we are on the topic regarding regarding tithes and first fruits. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you once again for joining me today. I want to ask of you uh, to help share the link of this broadcast. Help share the link of this broadcast to as many people as you can right now by the grace of God. That will be a very good help. Hallelujah. We're teaching on regarding tithes and first fruits under the New Testament. Under the New Testament. Glory to God. So this is part two. And in case you did not join in last week where we had the first uh, part of this teaching, just uh, follow us. You will be able to follow through. I can assure you of that. Let's go ahead with prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word is true. We thank you for your name is highly lifted up in our lives. For by the name of Jesus, we have come into your family. Thank you for the salvation of our souls. Thank you, Lord, for delivering us from darkness, bringing us into your marvelous light. Thank you for what you're able to do by your word. Thank you because liberation comes by your word. And so, Father, at this moment, I ask, O God, that you grant unto us the working of your spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know what is the hope of your calling what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints help us to know what we have in christ help us to see christ and see ourselves in christ help us to get direction and illumination as we come into your word this morning in jesus mighty name and somebody said amen hallelujah Glory to God. So today, um, we want to continue from where we left off last week. Um, let's go firstly to uh, something we were on. And I just want to pick up from the issue of what is called the devourer. The Bible talks about a concept in the book of Malachi. And last week we talked firstly, if you want to know some things we covered last week, we covered on the issue of what um, are the tithes. We talked about the four kinds of tithes. The number one kind of tithe is the tithe to the priest. The number two kind of tithe is tithe to or, or tithe to the person, of course, the person who, who is given the tithe himself and his entire household going to feast on another 10%, which is another tithe. Then the third kind of tithe, we said, is the tithe to uh, five groups of people the the fatherless the widow the poor the stranger and the levite along with also the man or the woman who is giving it and their entire household that's number three number four is the fourth kind of tithe which is tithe of tithe this is a tithe that is supposed to be given by the priest who receives the tithe the levite who is supposed to receive the tithe is supposed to tithe that tithe uh, to uh, the the family of Aaron, the the high priest. Hallelujah! All right. So those are four kinds of tithes. So this is something that we dealt with last week. We remove confusion about the issue of tithes because a lot of people look at the Bible, look at numbers uh, like we looked at last week, and they get so confused. And the devil tries to bamboozle their minds about: Is it that we never in the first place supposed to give a tithe? No, that's not what he's saying. 
So we clarified that last week and you can go back to that after this teaching. Now, remember uh, that we are not under the Old Testament. So there are some very, very, um, very detailed differences between the Old and the New Testament. There are very distinct things that are between the Old and the New that are not, you know, uh, that are not consistent for you to uphold. There are things in the old that you should not uphold in the new. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians 3 verse 6, it says, God has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And we helped you to see last week that this letter here talks about the law. The laws written on the tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments and all the other laws of the Bible. They are about 613 in number. So it says we are not ministers of that old covenant. All right. However, in the old, we learn. In the old, we see light. We see types and shadows. In the old, we see types and shadows of lessons and wisdom that God wants us to uh, glean from. Romans 15 verse 4 says, For whatsoever things were written at four times were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So through patience and comfort, patience and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. So it tells you that the right way, if you understand the bible if i teach you the bible the right way i mean when he says the scriptures now he's talking about the old testament when paul wrote this there was no uh, book of matthew mark luke and john uh there was no Acts. there was no galatians so when he wrote this please hear this he was talking about the scriptures genesis to malachi he says if you understand that the way christ uh helped his disciples after he resurrected to see the scriptures you will have patience you have comfort all right so when you read the old testament and you're still jittery you go to the book of deuteronomy chapter 28 and you get to the parts that talk about the curses i think from verse 15 downwards you now begin to get jittery if you are saved then you're not looking at it rightly because it's not giving you what is expected to give you in the new testament which is patience and comfort so that's why God says in his word, he says, comfort ye my people, comfort ye. Speak comfortably to my people. Speak comfortably to Zion. That's, uh, we can see those scriptures in the book of Isaiah. I don't want to go um, into, into all that. So I just want to help you know that the Old Testament is properly um, interpreted by the light of the new, especially by the light of the epistles. If you're looking for that scripture that talks about comfort my people, it's Isaiah 40 verse 1. The Old Testament, if well preached, it will not give you a shakiness of mind. It will not bring confusion. It will not bring fear and anxiety that uh, is God going to throw me into the lake of fire. It's going to bring two things, patience and comfort. Patience. Patience, knowing that there's a reward uh, for every good thing that we do. Patience, knowing that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him patience i need you to understand that that this is supposed to give you what is called patience patience hallelujah the bible says in the book of hebrews 6 verse 12 it says do not be slothful or lazy but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises so you see so if you understand how to see the old testament it will give you patience that 
keeps you steady to have a manifestation of what the word of God promises. Somebody say, I hear you. Please do well to help share the link if you have not. And if you're here, let me know you're here and you're listening live. God bless you as you do so. So let's go into where we stopped from uh, last week. So we want to get into this issue of the devourer. Now, I taught you guys, or I taught last week, for everyone who heard live or later, that it's wrong to start the teaching of Titan from Malachi. Malachi is the end book of the Old Testament, or is the not really the end, but is the conclusionary part, or the concluding part. Hallelujah, I think that's a better grammar. The concluding part of the Old Testament. So... When I begin to teach a doctrine from that, I've missed it because the doctrines of the Old Testament are firstly established in the writings of Moses, which is Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and um, Leviticus. All right. So the teaching about Titan, if you saw last week, you noticed I did that. In fact, we came to Malachi last because Malachi was God's lamentation to the priest, to the people of Israel, but the priest majorly, that they were not leading properly and they were also not Titan. So it's a, an, it's, a, it's a complaint of God for their wrongdoing because they are turned away from God. So let's go to Malachi. All that introduction is necessary. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It says in chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now, herewith says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven, and pour you out the blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11, this is my focus on this portion to, right now. It says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And it shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither your vine cast a fruit before the time of the in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So it says the devourer will be rebuked for you, and it will not be able to destroy the fruits of your ground. That means the harvest, the fruits. It now says, Neither shall it, your vine cast a fruit before its time. That is saying the ones that are still on the tree. The ones that are yet to be ripened, your expectation in that aspect will not be cut off. Now, this is very key. So, God says to his people, this is the effect of the devourer. And so, I want to help demystify this matter of the devourer today. So, what really is the devourer? How does the devourer work now? You can say, well, I don't plant stuff, so how does this matter for me? Very good question. It's good for believers to use their thinking uh, when studying scriptures. God did not deliver you from the ability to think. He delivered you you from sin and death. I'll say that again. God did not deliver you when he got saved. He did not deliver you from the ability to think because you don't need deliverance from thinking. You only need a renewal of your thinking, a renewal of your mind. I want to say that again. God did not deliver you from thinking. He did not deliver you from the ability to think when you got saved because you don't need deliverance from that. You only need the deliverance from the way of your old thinking because you still need to think. So the Bible says, think on these things. Whatever things are pure, lovely, faithful, honest, think on these things. All right, so you need to think. So when you look at the Bible, don't think you need to close your mind 
to what you are seeing or what you are not seeing in order to be faithful to God or in order to show God that you trust him. No, you need to open your mind and use your mind as the spirit of God teaches you because God wants to engage with you spirit, soul and body. Very key. God wants to engage with you spirit, soul and body. So what is the devourer and why does that matter for you? Because a lot of times people are giving not because they want to honor God like we saw last week. Um, because God says the reason why you should bring your tithe is because it's a show that you fear me. All right, The tithe is a show of honor to God. That's in Deuteronomy 14 verse 23. The main reason why the tithe was instituted was so that uh, it's a way to communicate honor to God. Hallelujah. Now, in the Old Testament, it was by force. In the New Testament, you give willingly. You give freely. Just like Abraham did without compulsion. And he did it to honor God. So, you can go back to the teaching. It's important you listen after this to that teaching. So, look at with me the book of Matthew, chapter 6. We'll cover as much as we can go here. I noticed last week I was uh, trying to rush up some of those things that were being said. And um, so, I will not try to rush much today so you understand these things once and for all come on some of you under the sound of my voice have been, have been hearing the word devourer since you've been in church you've been hearing that word for 20 years 15 years 10 years <laughs> am i correct you've been hearing it for 10 years 15 years for um 25 years but you don't really know what the devourer is you just think is the devil just released and it's going to pounce on you except you tight look at it now jesus helps us to understand some of those things better in Matthew 6, Matthew 6, verse 19, let's read from 19 down. It says, Lay not for yourselves treasure upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. So notice something. It says, if you lay up treasures for yourself on the earth, what happens is that natural um, organisms, natural circumstances can actually bring decadence to what you spent that money on, to what you spent your harvest on, to what you spent your increase on. But it says, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. It says, in that way, that is a secured investment. When you put your resources into, into the things of heaven, into the things of salvation, and I, I need to explain this another day, but just hold that thought that I'm telling you that when God says heaven, he's talking about the matters of salvation. And I can just clear you further. In the book of John chapter 3, Jesus was explaining the concept of salvation to Nicodemus. And it, he did not get it. Then Jesus said, if we have explained to you heavenly things, uh, earthly things, how shall you then understand heavenly things if you don't understand heavenly things? He says, we are telling you, I'm telling you earthly things, but you don't get. How will I be able to now explain to you heavenly things? Because he told him about being born again. He said, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. How can I enter into my mother's womb? So Jesus went into using earthly things. Uh, illustrations the wind you, you you hear the wind but you don't see it all right so don't think this is something you're going to see this born again experience like you like a child is being given birth to you can see that child coming out of his mother's womb don't think it's something you're going to see but it's going to come through a hearing 
Nicodemus did not understand it. And Jesus says, if I've spoken to you earthly things, you don't understand it. How much more if I just speak plainly in heavenly terms? Do you get that? So in Jesus, in the Bible, speaking about heaven, heaven is mainly speaking about salvation of men. The salvation plan of man, of, of, of God for man. So let's go ahead. So God is saying, Jesus is saying, lay for yourselves treasure in heaven. He says, in heaven, there will be no decadence. There will be no corruption. What does that mean? So I'll give uh, illustrations as I go ahead. So the devourer actually, look at what happens. The devourer is a system that walks through stinginess. Mark that word. Walks through stinginess. Walks through selfishness. All right? To devour, to cause a waste. I'll say that again. The devourer is a system that walks through stinginess to cause waste by ensuring that the following happen. Three things. The devourer is a system that walks through stinginess to cause waste to happen. How? Through these three things. The thing, number one, what you were meant to give as a seed is spent on earthly things. Number two, the time that you ought to be a build-up time, the time that ought to be a build-up time towards the harvest you ought to have is wasted since you did not give it in the first place. I will explain these things. Number three, and the first, or sorry, the fruit that you ought to reap from for giving cannot be reaped since you did not give. I'll go again on that. The devourer is a system, is a system of Satan that walks through stinginess to cause waste. How? In three ways. Number one, so let me explain what I'm saying. I'm supposed to give. So I say, well, um, this money is too small. I need to buy myself internet data. Um, I'm not going to give anything out of this, uh, my income to the things of God this month. You know, uh, it's even too small. My Look at my, my salary. is very meager. I'm just a cleaner. Look at my salary. I don't even, I've not been on the internet for a whole month. All right. So what I'm going to do now is instead of giving this uh, 2,000 naira um, as tight, look at my, my only income is just 20,000 naira. So meager. All right. So I'm just going to use this 2,000 naira to get myself internet data for my phone. Now, what has happened is that that internet data is not tangible, but it's going to expire. If it doesn't expire, it's going to be spent. It doesn't last forever can just last for one week or one month depending on the package you buy now when it expires it has expired you have finished using it so what has happened is that what you were meant to give as a seed to spend you uh, sorry what you were meant to give as a seed you have spent it on earthly things and those earthly things they diminish they get corrupted this is the same when you spend on earthly things the value deteriorates and it disappears over time if you buy yourself a shoe instead of giving the part you ought to give you say i'm going to use this not as a seed but as a shoe no matter how beautiful the shoe is no matter who made it how expensive it is it's going to decay one day now god says if you give that seed it's got against you having a shoe of course no but he's saying from everything you have there is always a seed if you now take the seed and say i'm going to spend it it's that seed that turned to a shoe that you spent on yourself is one day going to decay. I hope you're getting this. So you have wasted the seed. So the devourer 
through stinginess has ensured that what you're supposed to give as seed is spent on earthly things that can be corrupted or one day someone can steal that shoe. It can be spoiled. Number two, the way the devourer works. So the time that ought to be the build-up time towards your harvest is wasted since you did not give in the first place. So if I give and seed, time and harvest is a system ordained by God. God says in his word, as long as heaven and earth remains, seed, time and harvest shall not go away. Genesis 8 verse 22. I want to read that. It says, while the earth remains, seed, time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So when I take that thing, the time for my harvest to come, when I sow a seed, when I plant orange, there is a time. It doesn't just turn to orange uh, overnight. The time period that I ought to use in waiting for it to manifest is that time of waiting. But if I don't give that orange uh, seed into the ground, I just use it for something else. I use it to play around and just squash it later. What has happened is that I've also wasted that time. Some people are crying right now. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, the, you, 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 you wanted something five months ago, three years ago. Now, you wanted that thing. Rather than to give towards the things of God and say, God, I trust you. I want this thing. I cannot buy it right now. Three years after, you still want that thing. You still need that thing. If you rightly give those things that you have spent on yourself as seed, what will have happened is that over the three years, you will have experienced your own seed time. Time will have been spent and your harvest will either be here or be in the process of developing. I hope you get that. So there's a waste of time. Instead of having a seed time, you are having a time where you cannot expect anything. Because you sow nothing, you expect nothing. So time that is supposed to be your friend is now wasted. Rather than using time to cry, when am I going to? When am I going to have this? Use time as time of expectation for seeds to manifest. Alright? So the last is, what a devourer does is to ensure that through the system of stinginess, it causes you not to have a harvest. It is that the harvest that you ought to reap from your giving cannot be expected any longer since you did not give. So it works on against you giving the seed. So you have wasted the seed, you have wasted the time, and you have wasted the opportunity to have an harvest. These are the three ways the devourer works. Who is the devourer? He is the devil. But how does the devil work? Very important. He goes about looking for whom to divorce, seeking for whom to divorce. Do you hear those words? <laughs> hallelujah. It goes about, hallelujah. God's word is complete. You just need to know how to see the verses that relate, see the verses together. He, and you begin by the spirit of God to bring them together. It's not, it's not a confused book. So, Satan is going about. He's not just going to pounce on anybody. He's not just going to get to your house and say, I found you. Some people are so afraid to pray and mention Satan and say, devil, get off. Because they think the devil is so powerful. If you remind him you are still alive, he will say, oh, you are still alive. I get you. <laughs> they think the devil is so powerful that like if you mention his name, he will just pounce on you. No, he can't pounce on you. He needs one thing available in your life. Number one, ignorance. 
Ignorance. He needs it so much. My people are destroyed, not because they are alive, not because they are Christians, not because they are, they are wealthy, not because they are about to wed in the next two days and they must hide it. And so they didn't hide their wedding. They let people know and people destroyed it. No, 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 no. Not because their glory, like we usually say, is about to manifest. And since they did not keep quiet, the devil now found out, no, they are destroyed. Not because the wrong person knew about the wedding. No, they are destroyed. Not because the wrong person knew about the visa process. No, they are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Child of God, let me just sidetrack a little bit. Beyonce, a secular musician, will want to give birth. She'll put her womb, a womb, oh, sorry, her belly in an, in, in an unclothing fashion on the internet. Mark Zuckerberg posted some months ago, he and his wife are expecting the baby. And most times they will even post the, expect, the, the week in which they're expecting the child to come forth. And you will see that almost like 9 out of 10 times they will have that child. No miscarriage. Nothing like the child died and evil people through their eyes have destroyed the child, destroyed the pregnancy. But the Christian who has that mentality... If he mistakenly posts expectation of his child on the internet and anything happens, he says, the devil has found out. People of the world, wicked people. That's how you think. The people of the world are not being affected by that mentality because they don't believe so. But you are being affected because you believe so. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Another scripture, God says, have you spoken into my ears, so shall I do unto you. What does that mean? Does it mean that, does it mean that when you say, God, I'm afraid I'm going to die, God will now kill you, no? It's Old Testament expression that is not well said. God does not kill. God is saying, if you've said, I'm, Lord, I'm, I cannot be helped, then God cannot force himself to help you. Therefore, in the absence of God, destruction comes. What is called wrath of God in the Bible entirely, when you study it very clearly and closely, you will find out it's not God destroying. It's God putting his hands off. And when God is absent, darkness comes in. When darkness comes in, destruction comes in. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. It's not like God will now begin to shoot you, throw things against you. No. It's just God removing his hands and darkness sets in. That's what happened to Job. Satan says, you are, you are, you are talking about Job. It's because he's protected by you. And God says, he does not have any protection. Can't you see? He does not have. He says, you have put an edge around him. He says, there's no edge around him. God says, he's in your hands. God did not say, I'm, he's in my hands, but I now remove my hands. That's what we think when we read the Bible. God never said, I'm, remo- I'm removing my hand. He says, no, it's already in your hands due to the things he's saying. However, don't kill him. So the devil has to look for who is in his hands. The devil has to look for who is devourable. And how does the devouring come? Look at 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Now, if you know the story of Job, you will know that Job was regularly sacrificing to God in case his children sinned. Look at the book of Job chapter 1, you will see there. Regularly sacrificing to God in case his children sinned. So, his issue was not given. Job was a generous man. His case was not given. However, he was still devoured. How come? Very good question. Because of the thought process and the word speaking by Job that was very fearfully motivated very fear conscious very fear built and the devourer found him it says be sober be vigilant sober means be be realistic about the spirit realm be realistic about the spirit realm be vigilant don't just say it's just just words i'm just saying words i don't mean it well 
be sober, be realistic about words. The devil is a legalist. He will not peek and say, she was just joking. He is a legalist. What you say will be used against you in the courts of the spirit realm. So it can either be used for you or against you. Is somebody hearing me this morning? It says, be realistic, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a rowing lion, not a rowing lion, pretending as a rowing lion. What does that mean? Because God is the lion. Jesus is the lion on the lamb. So if the devil wants to get you, he has to act like it is God getting you for your sins. God getting you for not tightening. Is somebody hearing me? This is key revelation. He has to act like it is God. If the tire gets punctured, you say, oh, it's, it, it's because I did not tie it. My, all my tires have gotten punctured this month. That's not the case. Are you supposed to give? Of course. But is it God that is now puncturing your tires, deflating your tires every time, making your car engine knock? Of course, no. The devil acts, has to act like it is God. He acts like a rowing lion. He will speak using the scriptures but twisting them. And unfortunately, a lot of times you use preachers. If you don't tight, things will be tight for you. When you hear that, please dodge your spiritual head in Christ Jesus. Say, I dodge it in Jesus' name. Though you are a giver. Dodge it for your family in case your mother is not tightened. Say, things will not be tight for my mother. Things will not be tight for my wife. Things will not be tight for my, for my, for my family. If you don't give, things will not be given to you by the hand of God. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. In your giving, it's a process of you receiving. Please hear that. Giving is a system in God, is a technology in God to receive what God has given. <laughs> Did you hear that? Giving is a technology in God to receive what God has given. I hope I'll get there today. So when you hear someone says, saying, if you don't tithe, God will release the devourer. He's not releasing any devourer. The devourer is already released. All right? Satan is not God's dog, God's bulldog. That God releases to people who have offended God or who God is not happy with. No, a thousand times no. Satan is not God's pit bull that God releases over people that offend him. No, a thousand times no. He's looking for whom to devour. So God is sending Apostle Peter to ensure that we know and we dodge, we dodge his activities, we, we escape it, we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy he says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a royal lion walks about seeking whom he may devour so he needs you to run with his stingy mentality satan is a stingy person all right he was lucifer but he wanted more than what god gave him he wanted the throne of god he wanted the place of god please hear me and that stinginess is it needs it to be in your heart too before it can devour. So it walks through stinginess that what you're supposed to give, you will spend upon yourself. Now, where did, does the devouring come? Very good question. The devouring happens the moment you spend that money, that thing you're supposed to give, use it upon yourself. The moment you've done that, there has been a devouring. How? You have lost the opportunity to sow into eternal things into what Galatians 6 verse 6 calls or verse 7 and 8 calls into the spirits. You've lost the opportunity to sow to the spirits you've sown to the flesh. Because of that, you've wasted the time so you are going to spend years on earth. If you really sowed, you're going to receive the reward here on earth a hundredfold and in heaven. 
and in case you are not good at knowing how to receive what you've uh, been blessed by God with, what happens is that you still receive a hundredfold in heaven. A lot of times God has blessed us with rewards, but we don't know how to receive those rewards. I hope we get to talk about that next week. Hallelujah. Because our eyes are looking at, if I sow money, I must receive money. There is no scripture that says so. There is no scripture. Money is a, is a value system. So you are sowing value. And value will come to you in different ways. Why we are giving money in the 21st century? Remember, they don't give money in tight, as tight in the Old Testament. They give herbs. They give cattle. They give plants. So why we are giving money is because that's the main way of exchange of value. Money is an exchange of value. So you're not giving money and then God will give you money. This is not MMM. This is not multi-level marketing. <laughs> this is not uh, put in 2,000 and get 20,000 in two weeks. This is not a scheme. This is not a Ponzi. Are you with me, somebody? So it says, it goes about like a royal lion, seeking for womb to devour. Verse 9, womb resist steadfastly in the faith. Glory to God. So you come against him. You have to resist him. It is a God who resist him for you. So you can still give and the devourer is upon your case. So he can still give and he will still be telling you, you did not, you did not, when you gave, you were angry. When you gave, <laughs> the devil is very cunning. Won't resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So understand that whatever you're going through is not you alone. When the devil can get you into that place where you think nobody will understand, my issue is peculiar, he has gotten you in the way. Run away from any form of depressive thoughts that make you think your case can never be understood and is peculiar. There's no temptation that has befallen you that is not common to man. There is no issue that is going on in your life right now that is not common to other people in different nations, even in your nation, even your city, even in that locality. There are people going through exactly the same thing that you're going through. So the devourer works this way. Are you seeing that the devourer here he says he's seeking from womb to devour. It's not even mentioned in the in the topic or in the discussion regarding finances or tithes. Tithes are not being mentioned here in First Peter five verse eight. Tithes are not being mentioned. It's just that one of the ways that devil can devour is through your ability to practice stinginess. So it's one of the ways. It's not the only way. You can be a very faithful giver. You give a lot and they're still devouring. How? The way you think. The way you talk. The things come against you. Rather than resist them, you will say, oh, maybe it's the will of God. You fall sick. You say, maybe it's, maybe it's the will of God. Some people are going through the devourer's hand upon their lives right now because they don't know how to work in divine health. So the money you're supposed to use upon yourself and give to the things of God, you're spent on drugs, unfortunately. And God is not condemning you. But you need to wake up and learn how to work in divine health. Wake up and learn how to say, sickness, go how to have symptoms of, of headache and say it's time to go and rest i will not give the devil room no room for satan some people they think they are smart what people do is they feel headache they feel stressed they can continue working and they start thinking about how they're going to buy these drugs they already know the drugs to buy they're like a mobile chemist they know the drugs to buy they know the combination i'll buy this i'll not buy this I won't, I won't just take panadol i'll take panadol extra i will i, I put everything together then i will fight this sickness you know what you're doing you're not being wise around your health. You're not being wise regarding your health. You need to hear that. You go and rest. Your body is designed to have a Sabbath. So I don't mean you have to rest the whole day. You give yourself an off time. Maybe just lay your head down for two hours. 
Because your health is vital in your work on earth. If you drop down one day, the work you're doing will continue. So you, you need to be smarter than Satan. Use the wisdom that is in Christ. The Sabbath is not made... Man, sorry, is not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath is made for the man. So you're supposed to say... God did not say I must rest on a particular days. That's the Old Testament makes it look like that. It's a type and shadow to tell you some things. Of course, that Christ is our Sabbath. And of course, that you can, by the wisdom of God, say, I need to rest now. I need to rest now. A lot of people would not be going through sicknesses regularly if they understood this, this process. I learned this years ago. And anytime I'm having some kind of aches in my body, my wife can tell you. I can just say, please, I don't want to be disturbed. I can sleep in that bed. Go, I'll go early to bed, like 7 o'clock, till the next day. Cover my old body, drink hot tea, force feed myself. You know, those symptoms of not having appetite. You know, force feed, thank God for my mother. She taught me the force feeding. She will tell you, don't, 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 don't pamper yourself at all. She will be very unkind to you when you are sick. You will be like, why is this woman so harsh? But I didn't know she was training me to be healthy. She will say, look at me. I'm a single mom. I don't, nobody's here to pamper me. So, force feed yourself. I learned force feeding myself. And I learned later that when you force feed yourself, the first thing you need to regain, if you want to regain your health, is your appetite. And if you want to get healthy faster, eat more. Because the sickness in your body, the bacteria, the virus, are trying to ensure you don't eat so that you cannot fight them. Because the, the, the food will bring nutrients, bring energy, materials, to bring resources to your body to fight the, 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 the disease or the, the sickness. So they are making sure that the workings in your body are not inviting food. But you need to invite it using wisdom. Invite it by force. Force yourself to eat that food. This is something people need to add, add to faith confession when you're feeling well, symptoms in your body. Oh, but Pastor Wally said, I should confess. By stripes I'm healed. Yeah, confess. Look at what Paul said to Timothy. Take some Wine. Don't take water alone because of your belly. Take some wine. So he told him some natural things to do. So I'm telling you some natural things to do. Force feed yourself. Force feed yourself. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can do what God says I can do. God says I eat all things freely. He has given me all things freely to enjoy. So this thing, I don't have appetite to eat this in my natural mouth, but I speak by my supernatural mouth. I have appetite. And you begin to practice that by faith. You force yourself to eat, whether you feel like or not. For you, we walk by faith and not by feelings. I have the appetite. Somebody is receiving wisdom for divine living. Somebody is receiving wisdom for good health. And by the grace of God, I can tell you this because God has been faithful to me, showing me these things and much more. This is not a teaching on divine healing or health. But by the grace of God, I got saved 2006. I can tell you I've never taken a full dose of drugs from that time till this very time that's 16 years 16 good years no injections god be glorified so these things work and they are not a theory and i was not like that before i got sick i used to fall ill and when i felt ill it's almost like the person is dying (laughs) hallelujah oh the devil is a liar we found all these tricks glory glory somebody shout glory wherever you are glory 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 to God. 
you need to you need to practice these things so the devil doesn't need you to just oh if you're tight he will now leave you come on don't deceive yourself if i give the devil will now leave you 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 know that guy is a thief a thief doesn't come into your house because you offended him a thief comes into your house to break to steal because he's a thief full stop it does not need legality a food has no legality to rob you don't think some things happen to you and your family because you did wrong that thing is of the devil a lot of times, we preachers, unfortunately, and I apologize on behalf of all preachers and on behalf of Christ Jesus, when they say, oh, this happened to you because... Is it possible that things happened to you wrongly because of sin? Yes. Did God allow it? No. Hallelujah. Jesus said to the man whom he healed, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. How did sin come? It came through Satan. It came through Adam. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in the first place... We're even born into this thing. So don't don't always knock yourself too much. Don't get yourself into condemnation. Don't get yourself into condemnation when things have happened in the past. Move on. You are a new creation. Move on. All things have passed away. And say, devil, I'm coming back with revenge. I'm coming back with revenge. If you used to knock me down with sicknesses, I'm going to knock you out of people's bodies by healing people. Casting out devils. Is somebody hearing me? <laughs> Hallelujah. We're still talking about tithing and first fruits under the New Testament. Glory to God. I've not even been able to touch tithing. Uh, sorry, the first fruits. So we're going to um, introduce the issue of uh, first fruit now. But I hope you're getting this issue about tithing. So it, the devourer, you need to understand, is a system of stinginess. So you can know when the devourer is, is tithing his antics in your mind. When you know you receive that uh, salary, you receive that income. For me, for instance, I don't receive a salary. So, I have business and I have people who give to me. Alright? Just few people. So, when I, when I receive, I quickly put out. Why? Because the devourer will try to talk to you. The devourer has a voice. He doesn't just have hands of destruction. He has a voice. He will say, hmm... This money you want to give now, you know how much you need to, you know, you know, how much, you know, the children's, you know, the, the, the thing you need to give at home, you know. So the, before the devourer is loud, you give quickly, give quickly. A system of stinginess will talk to you by trying to reason with you, by trying to reason with you. Hallelujah. But don't allow him to reason with you. Don't allow him. Do it quick. Now, so see some things um, about the first word now. So when you get to the first fruit, so I, I've touched on the 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 um, the devourer, but before we get to the first fruit, I think we should go to the book of Second Corinthians nine. I want you to see something, Second Corinthians nine, because I touched on the fact that when you are giving, you are giving to the things of heaven, you are giving to the things of salvation. So let's go to Second Corinthians chapter nine. I want you to see this with your very eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I want to read verse 7. Each one should give just as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly, under compulsion, because God loves a cheerful giver. Hear that. Under the Old Testament, it was compulsion. You had to give a 10%. You had to give of first fruits. Under the Old Testament, you have to give compulsion. Under the New Testament, there is no compulsion. However, please hear this. There is no compulsion from a preacher to give. Hear this. When a preacher begins to 
make it compulsory is not teaching the New Testament. Oh, but hear this. What happens in the New Testament is another person begins to constrain you. Another person begins to constrain you. Who is that person? Who is that person? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14 says, For the love of Christ constrains us. Firstly, if you go to Romans 5 verse 5, it says, The love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Now, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14 says, The love of Christ constrains us. So there is a constraining effect of the love of Christ that begins to tug on your heart and say, Don't spend everything. Don't sp- Why don't you give? Now, because you have the nature of love, and love always gives, the New Testament is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about your giving. How? It does that through the preacher. How? Does it tell the preacher, tell them to give? They must give, no? It tells the preacher, it gives the revelation of the finished works of Jesus to the preacher. And you, hearing and learning of the finished works and how that finished work of Jesus Christ has finished everything. Your salvation, your deliverance from demonic oppression, your deliverance from family uh, curses, generational curses, your deliverance from from afflictions, from sicknesses, from diseases, your deliverance from condemnation, your deliverance from hell. That revelation now brings a heart of gratitude. That gratitude now manifests in giving. Do you see the process? So it's not the preacher telling people you must give. It's the preacher revealing Jesus. When Jesus is properly revealed, people become givers. Now, is it okay for me to say, uh, we would like you to give towards this? Yes. Is it okay for me to make it compulsory? You must give. If you don't give, what is wrong with you? No. Is it okay for a believer not to give? No. Is it going to be punished? No. Is he losing? Yes. How is he losing? The devourer is devouring. When it gets to heaven, when he leaves this earth, when he comes back into the new Jerusalem and sees that he has little or nothing sown into eternity and he cannot go back and he can, it's, it's not, you don't get ranks increased when you die. Whatever you have sown, you will reap in eternity. And if he sees that for eternity, eternity to eternity to eternity, you cannot increase the things that you can lay hold on and say, I received this as a reward. If the person could see that, he will know that it is foolishness to spend on things that will be lost or that will decay. The data bundle you bought two months ago, all through the month you spent 10000 20000 as if you could not do without it. Look at it. If some part of that was supposed to be see towards the things of God, see to your mother, to your man of God, to, your, to the poor, and you spent on yourself, that data bundle is gone. That slippers you bought, that slip on you bought for, for some money and it got, uh, you just wore it and it started getting destroyed that same day and you said it's even fake. It has gone. <laughs> it has gone. That slippers has gone. But if you gave that same money that was supposed to be seed, let's say that slippers money was supposed to be seed, you give it to the things of God, it has never gone. It will keep reproducing for you. If I gave towards a microphone, my pastor preached using that microphone, and someone got saved. You see, please hear this. The person who got saved, talking to another person who got saved, is my reward, is my harvest. The person who he talks to is still my harvest. The life is living is still my harvest. The harvest cannot stop. If somebody hear me, I just gave, just a little amount. Let's say I gave, I had the microphone is 15,000 and I gave. And I said, Pastor, I have the money. I give it. 
whenever the pastor speaks of the glorious works of Jesus Christ and people are edified, I, my reward is in part of the edification. Not only the pastor will have the reward for preaching, for staying in the word, for studying, for fasting, I also have the reward for making sure I'm supporting what he's doing. And I'm saying this because we cannot go into uh, some things I want to go into today. We can't even really enter into the first fruit. I'll just mention some things and we'll leave it for next week. So next week, we're going to talk about in full detail the first fruit and the reward. How the reward comes for the believer. Why should I give? Should I give a first fruit? Is it compulsory? Of course, it's not compulsory. Is there a reward? Mighty reward. Now, the believer under the New Testament does not think reward first. Under the old covenant, you love people by reward. And there was a reward. In the New Testament, the reward is not the main. In the New Testament, the love of Christ constrains us. Do you hear that part? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14. It's not rewards that constrain us. It's the love of Christ. And knowing that many more people need to hear this gospel, it constrains us. Many more people need to hear this gospel. I remember when I was in my former pastorate, when I was just a member, I just got in you, and I heard what the pastor was preaching. My God, I was so blessed. I said, how can I contribute? I remember one day I went to the, I was new. They never knew. The people there never knew I was the pastor from where I was coming from. I stepped down just to uh, start afresh. And I was looking for something to do. Because the love of Christ was constraining me. I would known enough that when you see something that is good, that is kingdom stuff, don't, part, don't, don't spectate. So I went to somebody. I said, I would like to join the technical department. They were posting me up and down. Uh, go to the... Okay. And I said, I, I, can, I can design stuff. Then... I communicated with the pastor directly after a while and I said, I can design some stuff. In fact, I didn't even start by saying I can design some stuff. So the pastor would do a devotion in the morning. I would start designing some quotes. I would listen to him, him while he's preaching. Early in the morning, past six in the morning, I would get my laptop, put on my generator, start, start designing. Nobody paying me. Was it that I was doing it for anything? The love of Christ was constraining me. When I'm, what, what I'm saying, what, when, what I'm saying, when what I'm saying gets into your mind, I'm telling you, it makes you a giver. You cannot, you cannot hold back. If you hold back, you will have to hold back knowing you are, you are, you are not flowing fully in the spirit, that you are trying to be stingy, you're trying to be selfish. You cannot hold back. You'll be looking for, what can I give? It's never a thing of, I don't have enough. Everybody has enough to give. You have your time to give. You have your, your you say, oh, I don't have enough to give. Okay, I'll get to the church early. And I'll do everything that needs to be done. You have in everybody has, if you're alive, you have enough to give. If you're alive, you can go and visit church members and say, Pastor, on behalf of yourself, I want to visit. Am I allowed? And he says, Yes. He says, You say, Pastor, what are the priority that you want me to visit first? And he gives you a list of people. You are helping that pastor's ministry of salvation and discipleship. Everybody has something. There's nobody that exists on us. I doesn't have something to give. When you give your testimony of, about what God has done in a ministry, you are giving back to that ministry. However, in this first fruit teaching, in this titan teaching, we're talking about material things. So I just want you to know that everybody has something to give. But in the New Testament, it's not of compulsion by a man, it's by a constraining a nurging, a conviction that a spirit called the Holy Spirit gives. In the New Testament, if I preach to you the gospel, you will say, how many people do I know who don't know this thing? My goodness, my friend needs to hear this. More people need to hear this. How do we get to hear this? Then you will find out that this thing needs to be financed. That's what happens at last. You will say, okay, I can give my time. However, we need flyers. Okay, we need, we need to be um, maybe on radio. Okay, maybe on TV. Okay, we need maybe a bigger hall. 
I think we need a better location so that more people can find us easier. We need more branches. It will always lead to giving your time, giving your resources, giving your energy. It can never lead less if the Holy Spirit is allowed to flow in you. Because you can, you can also disobey the Holy Spirit of God. So in the New Testament, it's not me forcing you. In the New Testament, I can show you the truth about giving. And I can tell you, you are unshackled. In the New Testament, you are allowed so that we can see whether you are stingy or not. In the New Testament, when I understand that giving is not by force, but by cheerfulness, then my stinginess or the lack thereof shows. Because when nobody is forcing me any longer, <laughs> then God will now say, okay, since he's not longer under a constraint, let us see how he will react to my loveliness. Nobody is threatening him and saying, if you don't give, you might be traveling and God will just cause you to have an accident. Because God has removed his hand and he has sent Satan to, to kill you. When you know that that is a lie of the devil. Let's see how you are going to react. Because many a times people are just trying to pay for their safety. Trying to pay for their insurance. What people are giving as tight is just insurance money. Spiritual insurance money. To a God who never sleeps or slumbers. That's an insult. To a God who loves you. That's an insult. Can you imagine my, myself paying my wife for, for a love? I say, I want to give you money for so you can love me for this month. Because I know you don't love me. You're just after money. That's what you're doing to God when you give to God like that. I know you don't love me. I, just, I know, I know you, you can easily get angry and poison my food. So take this money for this month. And without joking, I say that. That's how you're doing to God when you give to God so that he doesn't kill you. So that he doesn't, he doesn't release devourers. God is not a devourer-minded God. God is the blessed God. God always wants to bless you. I've refrained from saying a lot of things today so that I don't mumble up a lot of details like I did. Uh, uh, like I tried to put up a lot of things last week for you to see. And I listened to that and I said, okay, this week I will not put out so much so that line can be set upon line. Uh, precept can be set upon precept. I hope you learn from this today. Remember, the devourer is the devil walking through a system. Whether you tight or not, he's still against you. All right, so you have a responsibility to resist him steadfastly. Let's do that together today. Say after me, say Heavenly Father. Say loud and clear, say Heavenly Father, I thank you for your authority. I have authority in Christ Jesus against the devil called the devourer and his systems of affliction through selfishness, through carnality, through stinginess. Today, I declare over my soul, Jesus is Lord. Over my belongings, Jesus is Lord. Over my time, Jesus is Lord. Over how I see material resources, Jesus is Lord. Because Lord means owner, I declare that Jesus owns me. He owns my time. He owns my resources. Financial resources, material resources, immaterial resources, my talent. He owns it all. So I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, as God is a giver, I have the nature of God. I have the nature of the Father in me. I am born of God. I've overcome stinginess. I've overcome lack. I've overcome selfishness. I've overcome covetousness. Therefore, I declare, as the, fire, as the, as the Father inspires in my heart, I give freely. As the Father inspires in my soul, I give freely. I give freely because I appreciate God's work. I give freely because I appreciate the work of the ministry. I give freely that men may be saved, that men may be discipled. I give freely because it's my nature. I'm a giver. Therefore, I give into eternal things that be a reward for me 
in heaven and the rewards never decay never get corrupted i always give to eternal things i give and it is given back unto me i declare i'm receiving graces that i cannot pay for i'm receiving outcomes i cannot pay for i'm receiving connections i cannot pay for ease is coming into my path as i give into eternal things as i give i declare that i have abundance and not lack i declare the mindset of holding back more than is necessary is destroyed in my life i declare i'm not under the curse i'm not under the power of the devourer i'm under the power of the blesser therefore i speak to you devourer today get off my family get off your activities of destruction your activities of falsifying the voice of god in my life i hereby destroy i hereby command to be fruitless in the name of jesus christ every voice of condemnation every voice of destruction that has acted as god's voice today i arrest you and i cast you out i declare all that the enemy has stolen i receive back in more folds than expected i receive back all that i have lost to the hands of the devourer in the name of jesus christ i have abundance in all sides i have abundance i have plenty to give plenty to use plenty to store plenty to invest i never lack any good thing all the days of my life even as the year comes to an end i declare the end of the year is the best of the year for me spiritually family wise and financially say that again as the year comes to an end i declare the end of the year is the best of the year for me spiritually family wise and financially in the name of jesus christ and somebody declared a very believing amen hallelujah it's time for us before we go to give our offerings the account details are being posted on the comment section i want to thank you for sharing this uh link today for those who helped do that i also want to thank you for joining in life so that this can be worthwhile as i'm doing this live also i remember on on friday we're having night of prayer the very first night of prayer for the month of december by the grace of god we're entering into that month tomorrow if i'm correct glory to god so please do well to join in invite people and this teaching listen to it over and over again you can ask um you can you can get into conversations with your friend this is a way to increase in learning always whatever you learn you understand share with somebody you can never get better than the person who is sharing his knowledge you can never get better than that person in that knowledge in that understanding so get your friend sit him down talk about the giving talk about titan talk about sowing and next week we're going to be talking about how you receive back from giving the first fruits and who you should give to who you should not give to very important matters Hallelujah. I call you blessed. I call you justified. I call you a living testimony of God's goodness. Have a blessed, blessed day. Have a blessed Wednesday. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Bye. Mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Telling those lies. Pointing out your flaws. That isn't who you are. That isn't who you are. It might be hard to hear, but let me tell you. I know you would believe
joining in to listen to this week's edition of Sound of Strength. We believe that you have been blessed. To find more teaching content from Wale Adeniron, go to www.bit.ly slash gracewise. It's your love and financial partnership that makes this possible. To give or become a financial partner of this ministry, please go to bit.ly slash godpartners. We love you and stay blessed. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.